welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. This is a football chat of a very special nature. In recent weeks, we have witnessed some of the successes achieved by the US women's national team in their bid to be paid. The Soccer Federation Settlement for Equal Pay lawsuit, which saw them reap, I would say for a better word, $24 million in terms of back pay. In the last few days here in the UK, we have witnessed news about the Vitality FA Cup prize money increasing at the start of the 2022-2023 season. So it's all good news, right? Although hailed as the beautiful game, it's still riddled with inequity in terms of pay around the world. A game which generates millions is failing to pay its players, especially female players. Okay, so that's that's the backdrop. But the fight for equal pay and to bring around just parity to a certain level isn't just about what's going on in the UK. Today, I'm speaking to Kate Ajiman, um, linked to former player, spokesperson for the Black Princesses, Ghana's women's national team. Kate, how are you? Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm so glad <laughs> that I'm able to speak to you um about what is happening for you and other players who are who are playing football in ghana and i'll be honest with you i know very little about what's happening there so this is going to be educational for me as well thank you for giving this giving us this opportunity to also voice out our, our opinions and then problems that we've encountered over the years playing for the national team in ghana yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. And it's and it's always good to talk to a player. Right. You know, someone who's interested in in actually the game. So I'm I'm really, really grateful. Now I heard you talk on the Twitter space very recently and you and you spoke passionately about the fight, not even just for equal pay, but to be paid what you're owed in terms of the the the, the games that you've played and your colleagues have played for the national team. Can, can you tell me how far back this kind of request dispute has been going on for you? Yes, um, it, it's quite sad um, for me and my other teammates because uh, we dedicated our entire lives growing up to playing football um, and hoping to, you know, enhance our football abilities by playing for the national team and also playing inten internationally as well. Um, so I joined the national team in 2012. We prepared for World Cups um, that happened in Azerbaijan in 2012, which Ghana won third place, by the way, the U17 team. Um, but unfortunately for me, I wasn't able to make that team and I was dropped out. So 2014, I was part of the people that went to represent Ghana in the 2014 Women's World Cup in Costa Rica. So after those games were played, we came back and we had to prepare for the women's World Cup qualifiers um, against Ethiopia, Senegal, and then Equatorial Guinea. So we had to prepare for the World Cup that was going to happen in Papua New Guinea in 2016. Um, we were told by our government that <clears throat> we were going to be paid $12,000 for qualifying to the World Cup. And it, it, it was quite a difficult tax at, at our, our end because we didn't have most of the resources that we needed to be able to make the game more like a little bit easier for us but 
Either way, we still managed to qualify only to find out that the money that they, were, they promised to us at that time was not going to be given to us. So in 2015, we wrote petitions to the government of Ghana and also to the Ministry of Sports in Ghana. Um, and we tried to go on a demonstration to stand up for what we right, what rightfully deserve. And we were only told that we should come for the money. But when we went there, they said they would only give us 4000 and we should wait. So the waiting has been from 2017 till now, we still haven't had anything. And we say that we've had enough. Seven years working for something that you believe in and not really reaping anything out of it is quite sad and heartbreaking for us. I mean, you've detailed quite clearly the sequence of events in terms of when you were involved, when promises were made, um, the petition you put forward to the Ministry of Sport. I mean, when you put forward the petition, what was the response? Um, when we did that immediately, I think it reached the attention. And since we were threatening to go on a demonstration against the government, they called us immediately to come get the money. Um, that's when we went there and they said, okay, we'll only pay you one game and then we'll pay the rest in the next few months which we haven't heard anything from them since. And, and I mean, obviously you're speaking up on behalf of other players as well. Right. Um, is, it, is it very difficult as a, as a player, former player, to speak out about the lack of, you know, money being paid for games that were played? Are, are you under pressure not to speak or is it, are you, you, you know, are your, you know, claims just being dismissed? and you're totally ignored? It, it, playing for Ghana, it's... Because for women in Ghana playing football, we have nothing except for the national team. When you play on the uh, Premier League level, you're not being paid anything. For you to go to practices and go to games, it's all in your own account. You have to make sure that you get there and you play. So the only time, the only opportunity we have in Ghana is to play for the national team and hope, hopefully benefit from that. So when you get to the national team and you're not being paid, you're kind of being forced to keep quiet because if you speak out, you may not be called into the national team anymore, which to you is your only source of income. So most players um, who are still in Ghana find it hard to even come out and speak out because they know that it threatens their chance of being called back into the national team again to play for them. So it's almost like the system is is rigged against you. You it you're, is your only financially recompense if you represent the national team, but at a lower level or at a league level, you're paying to play football. Correct. That is very right. Um, now they said they've made a few changes, but I don't think those changes, we, I will call it changes at all, because um, when I started playing, we were given like um, three cities in Ghana, you can say like $3 in America, or maybe three pounds um, to go play a game. And that's the only time we were being paid. And for you buying cleats, for you to buy jerseys, for you to even pay food, uh, take care of yourself. Some people have to travel from different places like villages to come in a city to play. And when they get there, 
places where they have to stay is even a problem. And when they do find places, there's no job for you to do. So basically you're on your own. And we we do we pay for it even at the national team level. The only time the, the country provides cleats or anything for you is when you have a tournament. Like if you go to the World Cup, that is the time that you get to have one cleat or one shoe or you know jerseys to represent the country. But anytime that leads to that point, it's all up to you. So okay. I want to ask you about the the level below national, just to get a clearer picture. If you're playing football for teams that are below the national team, are, are those leagues seen as professional leagues or are they semi-professional? Um, I think they call it the National Women's League. Um, so it, it's it's professional. The yes, it is professional. Um, it's seen as a professional team or a professional club, but the finances are not as professional as they say it to be. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> making a note. I'm thinking it's a national league, national women's league. Right. And it's meant to be professional, but you're having to pay to play at that level. And, and if you don't play at that level, you don't get spotted to represent the national team that 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 is true um they, sometimes players are not only called through the national women's league um they have like various tournaments in like high schools and you know colleges where you can be sported over there to play for the national team but mostly players are being called from the national uh, the premier league level to come represent the country and I mean, someone may think you have to pay the coaches to play, but you kind of have to pay yourself to be able to play. You have to take care of yourself to be able to play at that level, to be noticed, um, to play for the national team. So, yeah, that's that's basically how it is. There's a lot of things that goes into that Premier League, National Women's League in Ghana that I don't know if the people in charge of football in Ghana does not they do not notice it or they don't see it because you can't expect a player to play for a club and then they get nothing we don't go to work when I was playing in Ghana I didn't have a job um so my parents would have to make sure that I'm being taken care of and football is a 24 7 job to me because I play football I watch football and that's all I do. That's basically my entire life. But when you don't reap anything out of it, it kind of becomes like, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, have you reached that? What's the point? I have, because right now I am not playing competitively as I used to. Um, in 2018, I was called to go play in the national team um, when I was in college. Mm. But when we got there, we were told that the um, Ghana did not have enough finances to make sure that we stay in camp and practice. So we had to go back home for like two or three weeks, almost a month, before our coach decided, okay, we were preparing for the women's World Cup in France. So our coach said, okay, I found a pitch somewhere. So everyone come from your houses and meet us at this place and let's practice 
So my, my mom was the one who was even making food for some of the players to eat after practices. You know, the, the government was not taking care of us at that point. So after that month, they called us to come back to camp. And then they started doing, you know, making sure that we eat in camp and stuff like that. How do you expect a team who's going to play at the national, the international level to compete and play well if you they come to come to come play and they have to go back home because you don't have enough financial assistance for them? You know, we didn't go on a training tour. Um, we just moved directly to France to go play, which <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm you've told me something and I'm like in my head I'm scratching my head inside my head and going <laughs> that just doesn't sound so you you'd qualified for the world cup in France right right and yet the the government and the FA didn't put anything in place for you to actually prepare properly for the tournament that you'd already qualified for that's correct i mean we i went back thinking okay i mean we're here to play practice. The practices was actually going well. Everyone was on their highest peak at that time. We were, you know, winning local games and we were at our best form. But when we had to go home for like a month and then try to figure out how to come back and play, it kind of broke down the whole morale at camp and then the whole mentality of us wanted to compete and compete to the highest level. But I don't think they put all these things in place because I'm, in my opinion, in my thinking, if you call us to come play, represent the country, you, it means that you agree to all the terms and conditions, which means um, accommodating us from the time that we get there until the entire tournament is done. And if you can't, that, if you can't do that, it means you're not ready for it. You shouldn't be starting. So, I mean, th this is what I need to clarify in my mind as, as you say this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. You've qualified for the World Cup. Now, in my head, I'm thinking every nation that's qualified is now under the remit of FIFA. So FIFA really need to say, this is the standard that we require from the FA or the national team coordinators. And these things need to be in place so that these teams can can compete on an equal footing I'm, but that doesn't but that didn't happen am i correct in hearing what you said is that, did i get that wrong yeah you 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 are absolutely right i don't know about the standards of fifa um that um our country has to behold but i do know that if there is a standard and if those standards are what we see then fifa standards are pretty low <laughs> I don't know about the standards, but I don't think we did live up to those standards if they do happen. I mean, look, you know, Kate, when I, I said I heard you talking on the Twitter space and I was I was blown away with I mean with with the amount of information that you 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 kind of said within the time that I was listening and also kind of the passion and everyone else was speaking as well, uh, in terms of what was required of you. And there was there was someone else that came on. And, and said something to you about, you know, that you needed to get or you needed to secure um, other players, other former players to, to, to come and stand alongside you, not necessarily literally, but but in, in a space where you can talk about 
the money that you are owed at the, at the moment in time it seemed that you were the lone voice it is that has that changed since then or do you think it will change uh we do have some people that speak in the background you know we have a group where we all share ideas and um communicate with each other on what our next move should be um but so far it has only been me that have been trying to you know get the voice further than we already have most of the players just as i said before they're kind of scared that if they voice out too much you're not going to be called into the national team even the management committee members or the people that um was in charge of us during these games are even scared to speak because if they do speak out the chances of ever running any national team again is going to be gone mm. and to me it's crazy but um at the same time you you i kind of think of it as they also have families to feed and if that's what they have to do to make sure that they feed their family i can't really blame them I, I i totally understand what you're saying you know and i speak as a neutral i speak as someone who who has come to the women's game in the last few years and i i'm i'm a i'm a viewer i'm a voyeur i like to watch the game i like to see different teams but i also as someone who's been in love with football since i was a child i didn't have to go and seek football i didn't need permission from anyone to play football i played football um i didn't get to the level that you were at but at any point in time, if did I not never consider that if I were to make it to professional level, that I would have to pay for myself to play, nor that I would have to chase an organization like the FA or the government for money that I was owed for a competition that took place seven to eight years ago. <laughs> uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm rich. I kind of, I'm, I'm flabbergasted in a way. And the, the reason I'm flabbergasted because, you know, I, I mean, I'm talking to you right now in, in, in London, you know, this is where I live. Um, and when you're a football fan within this country, I believe you're very kind of closeted. You only talk about what's going on here. And when it's the international level, and I remember the World Cup, there was some discussion about some, of the, some other team. It might have been Argentina who hadn't been paid properly. And it was, you know, fleeting reference. But primarily, whenever there's a talk about pay, whenever there's talk about a disparity, you know, the, the, the US women's national team is, is almost like the go-to place for that conversation. So when I started our little, little kind of pod chat, I used that reference point to think, well, this is what everyone's talking about and saying this great success. But then at the other end of the spectrum, where there are other teams who are never talked about and never looked at, who who the viewers around the world don't get access to. We don't know your plight, you know. And there are many of us who who are football fans, who are advocating that women need to be played paid properly in this country. We are advocate, and generally because it's football, if you're a professional, then you should be paid. That is true. That's, that is uh, very that's, true. It's very, in my mind, it's like very simple. If you're calling someone a professional by the nature of that title, it's 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 very difficult. So the question I have for you is this, right? It wasn't so long ago that the um, African Cup of Nations was on, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone watched it. Everyone in the UK 
couldn't get enough of it. I know that. When you saw that competition, how, how did that make you and your fellow players feel, knowing that all of this grandeur and glory was being put towards the men, but you're still asking to be paid for something seven years down the road? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's a very loaded question. <laughs> it is because we we a lot of pe a lot of my teammates I wouldn't say hate, but we've kind of had a different feeling towards the men's national team mm. because um, when it comes to let's say the U.S. this they, they argued that. They're doing the same job as the men. They're on the same page. They're playing the same um, soccer ball. So why does it have to be that they have to get more pay than us? But when it when it comes to our country, the argument that they always go for is we don't have sponsorship. So when, when those things happen, it kind of makes us take a step back and then you feel like, why then? want us to play why then create a women's national team if you're not going to give us the same treatment as the 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 men's national team they carry loads and loads of money when they're going for like a black stars game or even a u20 game it, it kind of seems that the preparation with them it's so huge that um it kind of seems that that's the only thing they, they care about and it's very sad to us, uh, to me as well, to think that I'm not being regarded as someone I grew up with, a male or a, a, a male soccer guy that I grew up with, playing the same game, training, trying to, you know, do the best that we can to get to that level. And it's not even about the international level or even the national team level. When we play soccer, we or football, we 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 do it because it's our talent and we want to use it, put it to the best use. So any way that you can do to make sure that our talent are being enhanced and our talent are being put to the right use is where my concern is. They're not the women's level of football, it's <laughs> This this question it, it, it brings a whole lot of things in mind. I, I know I deliberately asked that question, Kate. I'm sorry, <laughs> I did. It, it it brings a lot of things to mind because you you created a, a women's national team or you created a women's football system, but you don't put any effort to making sure that this system actually works. It's not the same with the men because the men they have like a series of leagues that they play that when you get to the professional level you're being paid it's not as compared to the europe the european league where they pay they be paid um thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars but they're still being paid but the women's league is not like that mm -hmm. so when you get to the national team for us there's no expectation um for for most players okay i'm happy to be here that's it but we we can't take that it's mm -hmm. it's very sad I, I i don't like watching the black stars anymore because i feel like they don't they don't really do much at this point but whether they do good or bad they're still gonna they're still gonna get paid they're still gonna be treated better than us um okay i've got from what you've said i have a number of questions right one 
do do the black stars are the black stars aware of the, the situation that you're in and has any of them said anything well um i someone did a uh an article for us and a video with myself in it speaking out so what i try to do is kind of tag some of these famous players to see if they would respond to it but so far we haven't had anything from any of them and i know they listen to sports in ghana when i did the video about our money um i got a lot of comments from a lot of people saying hey we heard you speak so i'm sure they listen to sports they hear it so me tagging them as well kind of i mean i felt okay you've had it you don't have the story i've given it to you but so far we i haven't had any um male celebrity or male football player you know supporting us in this fight yeah um i'm gonna say something about what's happening here right um recent article in, in a well-known newspaper talked about um the, the the top league in the women is the wsl the women's super league and that some of the players there were only getting roughly about twenty thousand pounds a year as a professional full-time which isn't a lot and many of the fans were up in arms we were quite outspoken about it now even even just hearing that right what you've expressed to me in quite you know in a very detailed manner that you're paying to play at that same level in in that the women's <laughs> national league set up by the fa for probably under 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 a tick box exercise by FIFA saying that this is what you need to do to to grow the women's game, and then oh, in in the UK fans are outraged saying that you know women need to be paid more because this is a professional league, but yet when those players go to the national team, they'll come up against individuals like yourself and your colleagues who one play at a similar level, but have to pay to play and then when you do play for the national team aren't paid it, it's it's like being slapped in the face twice <laughs> it is it's like being slapped with, and then slapped again and i you know for me I, i'm struggling really to understand well, well no i'm not struggling actually okay i'll be honest with you it's patriarchy that's what it is. I'm not even, it is, you know, it's men controlling things and using what they used for many years when it comes to change. You know, we can't do this because, oh, it's going to be too difficult because, and we don't have the figures because, you know, I can guarantee you if Ghanaian women's football was available to watch on TV or YouTube, people will watch it. I know people will watch it in this country. They would watch it. And not only would they watch it, they would talk about it. And not only would they talk about it, they would identify players within the league who they would then say, we need to sign that player for our team because that's what happens with football fans. Because they, they But they are forever trying to magpie players from other teams because they want their team to be the best. Do you, do you understand? It's almost like a, yeah. a knock-on effect, a byproduct. So... You know, me speaking on behalf of you, because this is a conversation. I don't want it to be like a, like you just, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the government, 
and I don't know who they are. The FA in Ghana, honestly, they haven't understood the level of interest for women's football and they don't understand the value of what the women's game has internationally. They, they, they haven't actually, they've not understood. And if they had been, been able to watch YouTube and watch the Champions League, which is run by DAZN, and they have all, I mean, everyone is tuning in to YouTube to watch Women's Champions League. Some channels get 25,000 people watching one game and they have two games in two different languages. So one will get 25, one will get 10,000. It's, it, it just seems like common sense for the FA in, in your country to, to, to say, we will put this in place for you so that you can, one, showcase your skill set, two, promote the national team, promote Ghana and actually promote women's football across the continent, let alone just the country. And I, I don't think I'm that baffled. is your goal, though. I don't you, think that is your goal. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm baffled by why. <laughs> I think with, with the women's national team, it's it's there because it has to be. Um, Tick box. Not, yes, not because they actually want to promote women's um women soccer players in Ghana, because that, if that was the case, they would put um, more effort and more energy into making it as big as 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 they want it to be. Um, because, I mean, even with the women's league, the way that it's being played, it's, it's not attractive. That's what I would say. And if you want to sell someone something, you have to make it attractive for other people to see that, okay, this thing is actually, you know, it's good, I, I, I wanna be a part of it. But you can't just put something there and expect people to come in. That's why they keep saying we don't have sponsors. We don't have sponsors because you're not making the game nice enough or, you know, attractive enough that other people would wanna invest in. And I'm sure there are a lot of people all around the world that may wanna invest in women's uh, football, because. We have so much talent. I, I'm not even going to say here and lie to you. We have so much talent that when you come here and you see the kind of competition here and you, you, you think back when you played, you're like, okay, this, this, this does not look like anything. I'm not saying that the players are abroad are not good, but the talent that we have, I'm yet to kind of see it outside since I've been here. You know, most of our players can play in the Women's Champions League. Most of our players can play in, like, you know, the best club, Chelsea Women's um, Football Club, um, like Arsenal. They can play in those type of clubs. But how are you going to get a chance to get there? That's mm. the question. Because you know? you're, not, you're not being showcased. Correct. And because of all these treatments that goes that goes on uh, in in our backyard in Ghana, it kind of makes us players settle for less. You have the talent, but no one is helping you nurture it. Because I, I I was telling someone the other time that when I started playing for the use of the team, I would say that I was good, but not that good. And I graduated to play for the U twenty twice um, in two World Cups. There were some players that I've seen 
that we played with during those same World Cups that are now playing for the women's national team. They're big. They're playing for big clubs. And it's not like they were better than me then or they're better than me now. But I don't have the resources to invest in myself to be at the level that they are. And my country is not investing in me to the point that I can also be at the top level that they are. You see, um, in 20, I'm trying to find one player that I know, Mallory Pugh. I don't know, she played for the uh, U20 in France. I played with her in the same game, uh, USA against France. We, 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 we drew, it was 1-1. And I'm looking on my screen and I'm seeing her and I'm like, oh, I played with her on the same field. We played against one of the biggest national teams in the whole world, the top-ranked national teams in the whole world, and we tied, we drew 1-1. And we played against these players that at that level that we are, we were able to compete with them. But when we, they came back, the country made sure that they were being invested in, they were being called back to play again. They were, the, the, um, the kind of sessions they have, I don't know how to put this, when we, after we're done with the World Cup in Ghana, that's it. You don't hear anything until there's a call-up for uh, a qualifying games or something like that. And if you're past that age group that you are, maybe under 20, you're not going to be called back again because we still have those players that are playing for the women's national team. You're not going to get a chance for it. Yeah. So it doesn't give you the chance to grow. I would say that in my college careers, uh, college days, that was when I was at my peak. So I was hoping that I'll be called into the national team so I can keep that um, kind of peak that I was, but I wasn't being called. There's a lot of players that have gone to waste because the national team does not call them back anymore, even though they're still playing soccer, even though the level that they are at is not the same level as the people playing in the current national team. So it's, it's, it's a whole lot when it comes to Ghana and the women's national team. It, it looks like it's just how they want it to be. They want us to represent, not to actually grow the women's national team. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, what, what are you going to do moving forward in terms of, of continuing your call for, for this payment to be made for, to yourself and the others? Right now, um, we, I mean, I think recently, yes, uh, yesterday, our parents and then family and friends and some of the players who are still in Ghana went to the Ministry of Sports, their offices, and then tried to go talk to the minister. But when they went there, they were being told that the minister is not around because Ghana has a, a game against Nigeria um, that he has to go prepare for. So they told him that they told them that they should go and come back on Monday. Um, the minister is going to be there. So right now, that's what we're waiting on um, next week, Monday, to see if they're actually going to pay us or they're going to tell us a bunch of lies. I mean, you know, this is something that was mentioned when I listened to you on that that Twitter space. You know, there's a lot of this go home. They, they use that phrase a lot. They say, go home, we'll call you. It's, um, I don't know, it's not very effective, is it, is it really? <laughs> it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think 
we know that when when they say go home they will call you it kind of gives us a little bit of assurance that okay maybe they're actually gonna you know call us and then pay us but that same go go home will call you has taken us seven years and we're still talking about it to this day so i told my mom i don't believe these people i don't think they're gonna call us back on monday and they even try to do anything about it but what she said kind of made sense she said if a fool or if a liar tells you to climb a tree let him go first <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're, right now we're gonna play along with them and then i love that i love that and, and see what happens oh go home let him go mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's so good that's so good i mean I, I you know i will you know i'm i'm able to talk to you because you got back to me and you know we'll definitely make sure that i share this with as many people as possible and you know what i want to do is 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 if you ever want to come back on and talk about what's going on you know i want you to say you know to know that you can um i'm i'm all the way in the uk i have no idea what what i can do from here <laughs> but <laughs> i'm prepared <laughs> i'm prepared it it it's a, for me it's a shame considering I mean, as we talk right now, there's so much stuff happening in Europe with regards to Ukraine and everyone is talking about how they can chip in and, you know, and do what's right for those in need and and which is quite right. Um, but that's a mindset that you, you need to have for every situation where there is some kind of inequality or where so, what is there's a clear difference and knowing that you have represented your country and others have done the same and you do so in a world cup under fifa guidance under their umbrella under this kind of look at us we're doing fantastic work that there isn't a a standard that they expect from from fa's around the world that they have to adhere to that that fifa then follow up like auditors and check to make sure that these things are in place it seems a very much kind of tick box no one is actually checking what's underneath the carpet or behind the curtain to make sure that things are secure. And then you're left with all of these empty promises, you and your colleagues. And it, and it's to me in, in football, when we say the word football family, I always think, is it, <laughs> is it really, you know, and I, I, I'm guessing and I don't want to say that you are thinking the same, that you sometimes have that, you, well, I mean, you've, you've you know, articulated in terms of the, the, the men's national team, how that comes across to you and the lack of feedback you get from them. But it, it is disheartening. It is disheartening. And just listening to you, and it's disheartening. And I just think, if you have so many talented people in your country that are prepared to play football for the country, we're in the color of the nation then at the very least you can do is pay them and that's it at the very if they're representing your country in an international tournament at the very least pay them yeah these things are i'm I'm blown away sorry Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say, these things have been happening for a very long time. 
Um, but we did not realize it until we we're actually in it. Mm. And right now, a lot of people say, why don't you all the girls in the national team kind of come together and take a stand against the government? But when you're in it, it's not the same as, okay, I, I, I'm out of it. I don't care whether you call me into the national team or not. Mm. Because our senior national team, the Black Queens, have encountered the same thing where they had to go through this same procedure that we are doing now to be able to get the money. So my thought is, you have the money. Why do you want us to fight for it? Why do you want us to go through all these things before you give us? Mm. You know, it's like they're doing it deliberately. And I, I hope that's not the case, because if that's the case, then it means they have no respect for women's football. They have no respect for the people that represent the country that um, wear the colors of the country and people who are willing to do what the country needs them at, the, at that time. You don't respect this. You don't, you don't care about this. Mm. And, and, and that's very sad. I mean, right now, every time I think about all the times that um, I represent my country, I'm filled with happiness only on the part that I was connected with a lot of players and it, it, it exposed me to different worlds and um, different, different parts of the world apart from um, Ghana. But the point where it's not beneficial. Yeah. I can't do this forever. If I want to make a living out of this, it's not going it, it, to, it's not going to work. And that's very sad to think that I have the talent. I know how, I know how to use it, but the person or the company that I'm using it for is not going to pay me. So I, it goes back to what's the point? You know, why should I still continue to play football when I know that I'm not going to get any future out of it? I'm not going to get to play at a professional level in Ghana and be paid for it. I'm not going to represent my country and not be paid for it. So what's the point, really? Yeah. So a lot of players, um, I have, we, everyone comes to them. That's why we travel and go to school. I, I was in a college um, before, okay, this is the thing. In 2015, bef during the World Cup, I was in University of Ghana um, studying for, uh, studying. And I had to go back and forth to camp before I was being taken because I can't, I can't just quit school. I can't just go to the camp and stay there forever. So I would take time to go from the camp to school, camp to school. I failed half of my classes mm. based because of this, you know, and to think that what was it for? Nothing because the money, if I had money, maybe I could go back to that. Let's say I could, I didn't even come to America. I could use that money to, you know, re-enroll in those classes and make sure that I passed, but I wasn't paid. So what was the point in sacrificing my education at that time for yeah. football? Yeah. Um, have you ever thought of like contacting FIFA directly? We have, we have. Wow, what happened? We, 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 we were trying to find someone that, you know, knew how to you know, get to them. But in our recent letter or petition that we wrote to them, we told them that we're going to either sue them or take them to FIFA. So that's where it's going to. So if they don't pay us, we're going to sue them, okay. take them to court. If the court does not 
um, you know, rule in our favor, then you have no other choice than wherever FIFA is, find them and then report this issue to them. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I generally think that the issue isn't just with your FA and it isn't just with your national government, it's with FIFA. You know, FIFA have powers whenever they roll into a country, almost like a government in their own sense. They, they, they control a lot of things. And um, if they have requested that there be a women's national league so that it is part of the, the brand or the football family, then at the very least that they need to audit what's happening, not just do a tick box exercise or speak to someone on Zoom. Someone needs to do a visit and find out what's going on. And I, I, I do hope you get a decent response from FIFA and they take some action because it's great from where I'm sitting to talk about the women's game and everyone say, oh, look at the women's national team in America, aren't they fantastic? And oh, look at what's happening in Europe and the Champions League. But football isn't just played in Europe. It never has been. Um, mm. and, and, it, and it never will just be played in Europe. It's everywhere. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people only find out things when someone opens the door. So you keep opening the door and letting the light in. Thank you. Thank you very much. Look, Kate, um, I would say, where, where can we find you on Twitter? But you told me you don't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I do use it, but I don't spend a lot of time on there. Sometimes yeah, I, I just go you. in there and just scroll, on, scroll setting things and then see. Um, but I, I do have a Twitter account. It's Kate Ajiman one I believe. <laughs> I'm not even sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have Instagram. Uh, my Instagram yeah, handle tell us your is... Instagram one. What is it? It's Katzen Standard. For, uh, Katzen Standard. If you just type that in, it's going to yeah. show. It's the same for um, my Instagram and all the other social medias, except for Twitter. I, I okay. changed it for some reason. I, I well, don't it's know. for good reason. <laughs> um, Kate, it's been really good speaking to you. And uh, please, um, I'd, I'd like to invite you back on to have a chat and find out. And actually, what I want to know is they don't show any of the women's football at all, do they? They don't, they don't video it at all, do they, the National League? And now I believe they, they, they broadcast it on some um, TV stations in Ghana. Wow. Which stations? Yeah. I, I, I do not know. But yeah, I know well, that... that... Makes two of us. <laughs> I know that there have been times where um, I try to watch some of the games. I think mm -hmm. it's one or two stations that shows it, but it's not all the time. It's just setting games or setting important games like the finals or yeah. you know the semifinals, then they, they broadcast it. Okay. Okay. Well, look, again, I'll say thank you for coming on. Thank you for and, having me. And no, of course, it's been. I felt I felt it was really important to talk to you, and um, hear what's going on the other side of of the door in terms of women's football. Because you know, football fans can be very blinkered as to what's happening in their world. I was, uh, and it was just by chance. I I clicked on that space and heard you speak, and I was just thinking, really, wow, okay. Um, so yeah, you, you've shared that and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really grateful that you were able to, to spend some time to do that. Thank you so much for having us. I hope, um, this, you know, goes as far as it can. And then it kind of sheds light on 
some of the issues that are going on in women's football all around the world and especially Ghana as well. And oh. at the end of the day, we hope that we'll be paid what we've truly yeah. worked out for. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed as well, hoping that happens. Okay, right. That was Kate Adjiman, uh, former Black Princess, the power. Um, this is On and Off the Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus, and see you guys later. I just want to watch the game.